Hey guys, this is Eric Nelson. I decided to start a podcast talking with the people who make up Centerpoint Church and learn a little bit about each individual unique walk of faith. Hope you enjoy. I just feel me doing a podcast. Will you do this? <laughs> On this episode, I get to talk with Alyssa Buchanan. We get to discuss how she felt God's calling to open up Skylight Counseling Services, her role with Community of Hope nonprofit, and how the pandemic has impacted her and her family. Hope you enjoy. All right, so thank you, Alyssa, for joining me today. Um, I have never really talked with you, so this will be interesting. <laughs> uh, but Devon introduced us and everything. I know you've been going to Center Point. Uh, how long have you been going to Center Point now? Yeah, so I'm on year eight. So okay. I moved here in 2013 and have been here ever since. Where did you move from? Yeah, I moved from Indiana. Okay. Southeastern Indiana. So, so what brought you here to this area? I don't like cold weather <laughs> <laughs> at all. All right. Okay. So just picked a spot on the yeah, map or? So I have family here. So okay. Cool. They convinced me finally to, to make the jump. And here I am. And I'm not going anywhere else. So. <laughs> okay. And so you and your husband pretty involved in, um, in Center Point and everything. Kyle, your husband, yep. right? And mm-hmm. how did you guys meet? Yeah, so we actually met in high school. Uh-huh. <laughs> we dated a little bit in high school and then went our separate ways for Uh-oh. about 10 years. Okay. And then we kind of um, just started talking again through a friend. Okay. Um, and the rest is history. <laughs> nice. Okay. So you met in high school, but then didn't, you know, tried it out, didn't work, and then you came back around at yep. the end. Okay. <laughs> Nice. It's meant to be, I guess. Yep. <laughs> and then, so you have a son, Kai. Yep. Just one kid, right? Yep. We just okay. have Kai. He's five and in kindergarten. Nice. Yeah. And I see online was able to, you know, do a little Facebook stalking and saw that he's a pretty good golfer. Yes, he uh-huh. is. He absolutely loves golf. He's obsessed with golf. He plays golf every day. Um, do you golf? I don't. No? No. Kyle golfs a little bit, but just kind of for fun. And uh-huh. Grandparents bought him a plastic set of clubs a couple years ago, and the rest is history. He just absolutely loves it, and it's Masters weekend, so that's already been on our TV, and will be on our TV all weekend, I'm sure. That's awesome. So has he done, like, some tournaments and stuff? He has, yeah. He um, is in the local Space Coast tour with U.S. Kids. Okay. And he's also played some um, in Orlando as well, so he... His little goal is to get to the kids' worlds one of these years. Nice. Over in North Carolina at Pinehurst. That's awesome. (laughs) Okay. Well, maybe you'll have to pick up golfing as well and enjoy it on Mars. I don't know. My job is to drive the golf cart and keep score. So I'm pretty content with my job. (laughs) Get out there and just, yeah. yeah, That's cool. So, um, I know a little bit about you from, you know, what have um, Devon and uh, has told me and then just looking up, I see that you have uh, Skylight Counseling Services. And I just wanted to know kind of the story of how, how that got started and um, how you felt called to kind of open up that, that practice and everything. Yeah, sure. So about four years ago, well, a little over four years ago now, um, I was doing kind of home-based social work and working really late hours and just not an ideal schedule for having a little kid. Was it like a home health company or? Um, Yeah, so home-based counseling services. Um, So I was in people's homes and just not an ideal schedule. And I just felt like I was supposed to be doing more. 
Mm-hmm. And Pastor Tom uh, had a sermon about mustard seed faith mm-hmm. and um, kind of taking um, faith, your faith and kind of like making it bigger. So listening to that call on your life. And I had always kind of felt like maybe I should open up my own business. And I just kind of always tossed the idea out because I really don't didn't at that time at least know anything about business mm-hmm. <laughs> at all. And after that sermon series, I was like, okay, God, you're telling me this again. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of went for it. And the first year I just did it part-time just by myself. And then the second year I decided to just kind of really turn it all over and go into it full-time. <laughs> and that was in 2018. And now here we are really three years later and, um, I just am amazed by kind of what God's done through, through Skylight. We now have nine clinicians, um, Mm -hmm. and we're serving around 175 clients a month. So it's not anything I would have ever imagined. Um, but obviously God was telling me I had there, he had something bigger in mind. So so here we are. Wow. And so how did you get started out with social work? Did you know that you wanted to do that or? Yeah. So it's kind of a funny story. Um, Growing up, I said I never wanted to be a social worker. (laughs) So my mom and my grandmother were both social workers. Okay. So I guess it kind of runs in my blood, essentially. Mm -hmm. But I, so I got my bachelor's in criminal justice and kind of wanted to do something with that. Mm -hmm. And then when I started uh, a case management role, I was referring people to other people, essentially, to help them get better. And I just decided that I wanted to be the person that was doing the helping instead of just the referring. So I decided to go back and get my master's in social work. Okay. Um, and I really enjoy working with kids. That's yeah. That's kind of my passion. So I uh, got my master's and then just started going for it. Okay. So, yeah. So you worked um, in some home settings and then transitioned in, into your own business. And how... How does that look as far as uh, what kind of like services do you provide at, at your business? And, um, you know, how has how has that changed um, since you've opened up? Yeah, so initially I was just working with um, kind of kids and teenagers and, and some young adults just doing individual account out, outpatient counseling. Mm-hmm. And since I got full really quick, which is kind of why I started to hire other people because mm-hmm. there's definitely a need in our community. And I wanted to just, my goal all along was to just reach that need in whatever way that looked. So as I hired other clinicians to kind of come alongside of me, now we do, so we do individual counseling. We do play therapy. So with the little kids, so mm-hmm. kind of just play therapy is, you know, counseling for kids mm-hmm. um, through play, which is really kind of a neat thing. Um, to help the kiddos. And then we do family counseling um, and we've done some group therapy okay. as well. So, awesome. Yeah. yeah. And so where, I guess, do how, how do how do most people find you? Is it through like a certain avenue? Is it through different doctor's offices or um, what's the what's the most common way that people have have found you? So there's we have several different avenues. Um, Recently, it's just been a lot of word of mouth, which mm-hmm. is really kind of amazing. <laughs> yeah. But we also connect with some doctor's offices and then just online. We have a good online presence and okay. um, we hear a lot of people say, your website is so nice. And <laughs> we really felt welcoming just by reading kind of like the bios and stuff from our clinicians online. Mm-hmm. 
And then um, also through the schools, too. We have a pretty good relationship with some of the local schools, and, and they refer to us a lot as well. Okay. Yeah. Are you involved with any, uh, like, foster uh, foster care or uh, adoption, like, agencies or anything like that? Yeah, so yes and no. So since we don't take Medicaid, it's mm-hmm. harder for us to see that population. But we have a good relationship with some of the other providers who do take Medicaid. Mm-hmm. So the people that have, you know, the private insurance, we kind of collaborate with, with the Medicaid providers and, and try to work together to serve that community. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, and then so I also saw that pretty involved with um, Community of Hope. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about what, what that is and uh, how you got started getting involved with that? Yeah, sure. So Community of Hope. Um, for those who don't know, is a nonprofit here in Brevard that works with um, families that um, are in transition that, that don't have their own housing to try to get families into housing. And that was actually one of the first things that I got started with when I moved to Florida. I had some connections, and um, at that time, the director had reached out to me and said, I heard you just moved here. Would would getting involved with this be something you're interested in? And at that time, I wasn't working, so I said, sure. Mm-hmm. And actually, through Community of Hope is where um, I met Drew, who is actually now the director of Community of Hope, and he got me hooked up with my first job. So Okay, that's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Okay. And so um, what does that – do you, do you vol- volunteer there? How does that look? Like, do you um, – are you just involved with that kind of sporadically or is that, that kind of like something that you have like reoccurring like, uh, you know, meetings and things yeah, like that? Yeah, so I actually serve on the board for them okay. and that's a monthly meeting and then we do outreach events. Um, so actually we have one tomorrow that we're fundraising for. Oh, what's that? It's um, Holes for Hope. So okay. it's a golf scramble. All right. <laughs> Kai, back to the golf. Kai, Kai going to be playing in that? Uh, no, but Kyle decided he, uh, he needed a golf day with, <laughs> without Kai. So, okay. Um, nice. Yeah, so Kyle and I are actually kind of um, the lead on that that fundraiser. So cool. Um, I'm on the fundraising committee for them as well. So, so yeah. raising money for um, uh, like home homelessness and um, ho- like housing, transitional housing, Correct. right? Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Awesome. Um, so kind of going back to your practice a little bit. Um, Tell me a bit, little bit about how uh, the pandemic has impacted your business and um, have you seen more business, less business, or how, how has that changed uh, what you do at, um, at Skylight Counseling? Yeah, so I've been asked this question quite a bit over the last year and really my answer is bittersweet. <laughs> uh-huh. Our business has drastically grown, I would say, over the last year, mm-hmm. just because there's been such a need for uh, mental health support. I mean, we've doubled um, our staff and really doubled our client size in the last year. Mm-hmm. And it's just bittersweet, though, because obviously there's a need. And I always joke, like, I want to work myself out of a job, not uh-huh. into a job. <laughs> yep. uh-huh. But it's also been kind of challenging because it's not often that we ask kind of counselors, clinicians face the same problems our clients do. Mm -hmm. So I was dealing with a lot of the same things that my clients were over the last year, just, you know, the stress, the uncertainty of of the pandemic. And Mm -hmm. um, I kind of realized just normalizing that a bit with my clients was actually really helpful, but also a challenge just because usually as a clinician, you can separate that, you Mm -hmm. know, your own stress from your clients, but it was really hard to over the last year. Yeah. 
Yeah, I I hear that a lot with um, with my job going to see different people. I mean, people are a lot more stressed, I feel like, and um, people have just, you know, not sure what to make of this, not, you know, the uncertainty with the jobs or with um, just what's going to happen with, uh, you know, politically and all that. And so uh, what, what would you say? How would you how would you define what stress is and uh, what are some common myths or misconceptions that you might hear about stress out there? Yeah. So stress is really just kind of our perception to pressure or uncertainty mm-hmm. and then kind of our body's response to it. Right. So when we're faced with pressure, we, we kind of start to think about it and our body goes into kind of like this fight, flight, or freeze response. Mm-hmm. So for example, like fight response would be kind of being snappy at, you know, your spouse or your kids mm-hmm. or slam stuff around. Um, freeze would be, for example, like resorting to a snack or a beverage to kind of just freeze you out of that. And then kind of numb you out a little bit. Yeah. And then um, sometimes TV or mm -hmm, yeah. Yep. Going to a screen would kind of be more of like a flight response. Mm -hmm. So those kind of negative ways um, to respond to, you know, pressure or uncertainty aren't typically helpful, but it's just our body's way of trying to get through it. Mm -hmm. So I think obviously we can't, you know, prevent stress from happening, but we can, you know, we have the ability to change how we think about it. So when it does happen to have a different mindset about it, um, to recognize where your body's at with it. So to feel that stress mentally and physically in your body and know you're there. So being mm-hmm. able to recognize it when it happens, I think is important. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think do people people that you see have have trouble, you know, identifying like that they're going through like a stressful time, or is it more, um, yeah, just having that awareness of you know, I'm I'm doing this because I'm stressed kind of thing, or how do you see it? Yeah, I think a lot of times people don't recognize it until it's too late. Mm-hmm. Um, they might know they're feeling a little off or stressed, but they don't really recognize how much that stress is impacting them until, you know, they, they're just out of a loss and everything is kind of going wrong and they don't know how to handle it anymore. Mm-hmm. But I think just education about, you know, knowing what to do when you you start to feel that and to be able to address it right away so you don't get to that point of, like, you know, breakdown mm-hmm. is important. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure, especially, you know, kids and teens not really having that full development of, uh, you know, being able to express, you know, full emotions and things like that or talk through what they're actually feeling. They just know that I I feel uncomfortable and it's just, you know, (laughs) I feel angry now. And so um, what would you say are some uh, practical tools uh, that you have found helpful in introducing to people um, just to help with with mental mental health and and overall stress, are there a few practical tools that come to mind? Yeah, so kind of right off the top of my head, just having an ability to release kind of control of things you can't control. So one of my favorite sayings is, if you change the way you look at things, things you look at change. Mm. So really just have knowing what you have control of and what you don't, and really focusing on the things you have control of So, for example, like just saying no. So saying no if you don't feel like doing something or, you know, catch you next time kind of thing. So not having that pressure of always having to show up. Mm -hmm. I think just being able to let go of some of that. Also, just simply like 
finding what you like to do to relax. Mm-hmm. So that can, you know, include a lot of things. Sometimes relaxing for people is exercising or taking a walk or, you know, just chilling out, reading mm-hmm. a book, listening to music. So just making your body um, come to that relaxed state. Uh, other people like, you know, to do yoga. Yoga is a really great way to, um, you know, calm your body and release a lot of that stress as well. Mm-hmm. Um, just praying too. Just, mm-hmm. just finding that time to pray. Um, every day and read read the bible mm. i think that's a really good way to just kind of get your mind straight mm-hmm. and in a lot of ways too so what what are your go-tos when you're feeling stressed do you yeah. what 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 do you what do you like to do so i'm a runner i okay. like to run um I, running just kind of clears my head and a lot of times people laugh at me for that like i hate running how do you <laughs> like to run for release but uh-huh. that's just kind of my thing i also love music mm-hmm. um just and, and just kind of being in the car, I listen to some music, just trying to clear my head. And, and I also do try to pray and read every mm-hmm. day because that just really gives, in the morning especially, that kind of is a good way to start my day. Yeah. So, yeah. Nice. Um, so with running, do you do any type of races or anything or just run for fun? or? <laughs> yeah, so I actually just back in February did a half marathon. It was oh, wow. my second one. Nice. I don't know that I'll do a third one. <laughs> Not going to go for the full marathon? I don't think so. I I stick with the 5Ks. (laughs) Okay. Nice. Okay. Well, that's cool. Um, Is that something you've picked up recently or you've always kind of done Yeah, I've always been a runner ever since I was a teenager. Okay. It's been my outlet pretty consistently. I I was hurt for a while and couldn't run, so I I went to the gym a little bit. But I don't like the gym as much as I Uh like running, so I'm happy to be back out there. Nice. Okay. Does Kyle run with you? He doesn't. No? (laughs) (laughs) He's a gym. He he goes to the gym. That's his thing. Um, Sometimes I'll get him out there. Uh, to run like a little two miler or something, but mm-hmm. he, he doesn't love it. <laughs> yeah, got to get Kai, Kai old enough to where he can run, right? Yeah, so, so he's done hit. a couple of the little two miler races. Oh really? He, he How old is he again? He's, he's five. Yeah. Oh wow, that's that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Okay. Um, and so, kind of talking about being a parent and everything. What what have you learned? Um, during this pandemic and everything, is there anything that comes to mind as far as being a parent or things that you've you've learned or noticed about, um, you know, maybe parenting style or I guess what have you learned about yourself uh, through being a parent during pandemic? Yeah, so <laughs> the word that I kind of circle back around to has just been patience mm-hmm. as well as kind of reducing expectations as a parent because our kids obviously have been faced with this stress too of the pandemic and as a parent we're that safe place for our kids to kind of come to with their emotions big or small whatever that looks like and so I just patience for me has been really big so when Kai you know has his big emotions I'm I'm trying to be patient with that and, mm-hmm. and meet him where he's at and address it you know maybe more in a different way than maybe I would have in the past. And then just kind of, you know, reducing my own expectations too, because especially during the lockdown when we were all at home doing school, yeah. I was running a business, I was being a clinician, I was being a mom uh-huh. and a teacher and yeah. <laughs> all of it. So just kind of reducing the expectations I had on myself for all of those roles, I think really helped me to, to be able to push through it and and now really kind of carry that on mm-hmm. in a different way than maybe I was before so yeah yeah 
And since since you work with, you know, a lot of kids and everything, do you feel like it's it's hard to, you know, switch roles like between the clinician and the parent a little bit? Or I guess, you, you know, he's only five right now. And so um, is that hard for you? Do you feel like it's, you know, makes it easier because you are involved in, uh, you know, mental health and and helping with uh, kids and teens? I, I think both. So sometimes it's hard because I know what I would tell other parents to do. And then I sometimes struggle doing it myself. <laughs> uh-huh. But I'm really thankful for the knowledge that I do have um, as far as, you know, what works for kids and what doesn't. So I'm able to, you know, put that into play with Kai for sure. So I'm, I'm thankful for that knowledge. I'm not always great at implementing it myself mm-hmm. when I need to. It's a work in progress, right? Just like mm-hmm. every day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's awesome. I, I, I think that, you know, just hearing your story about, you know, following God's call to open this business and everything, um, you know, starting out with just, you know, a sermon that you heard and then, you know, seeing what it is is now and everything. Um, I think that that's an awesome, you know, testimony to, to, to hear that, you know, you, you heard this and you followed God's calling and it's become this like successful, you know, thing so far. Uh, and how... What, what do you see the, the future of the, your business kind of looking like? And, um, you know, what, what is God kind of leading you towards uh, right now? Yeah, so I never thought it would be this. <laughs> so yeah. I just, so my, my kind of underlying goal is just to continue to meet the needs of our community in whatever way that looks like. And so, I mean, obviously continuing to grow as we need to to meet that need, but also... Kyle has kind of wanted to be incorporated into this a little bit. Okay. So we've talked about maybe thinking about opening a wellness center. So kind of another branch of that to just incorporate, you know, mind, body, yeah. you know, the whole body um, well-being. So that's kind of we, we've started to talk about what, what that would look like. And okay. um, just considering that other branch of, of what we already have. So yeah. it's the beginning stages of that, hopefully. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I can't really think of anything around here that would kind of fit like that scenario. So that would be that would be cool because I think we need a, a safe place for, you know, kids to go and, you know, teens just that is safe environment so that they can work on mental health and, you know, physical health and all that. And um, that would be that would be really cool. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So is is Kyle um, is what does he do now? So he right now um, is a wastewater um, manager for the city of Melbourne. Okay. And he he's fine with that job, but mm-hmm. he his passion is being in the gym and training, and he's done that in the past for himself and for other people. And I think that's really where his heart is, and just seeing how, um, you know, what we've already done with Skylight mm-hmm. and what we the potential we have to to meet maybe a little bit of a different need in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then he can fulfill kind of where his heart is and his passion as well. So, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, get a little family business going. I guess so. <laughs> that would be cool. Um, kind of shifting gears a little bit. Uh, somebody had asked me to ask you this question. Um, tell me about your different different color eyes. Oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> so I yeah I was born with two different color eyes. Okay. <laughs> sometimes and- people. Well, not sometimes. A lot of times people just start staring at me. <laughs> and then they just like look at me and they're like, do you know your eyes in different colors? And I'm like, really? What? No way. <laughs> Are you serious? So wait, what yeah, color? For people. Right, it's my right eye. 
your right yeah, eye. Yeah, it's blue. Okay. Uh huh. Like half brown and green. Okay. So my cousin's eye, his other, the, his left eye is actually the same way. Really? Yeah. Okay. So Some something kind of genetic in there. Treat, okay. Interesting. Yeah. All right. So do you do you like that? Do you do you feel like I mean, is it something that you've noticed? I don't know. People commenting on. Does it like annoy you, or do you just? It doesn't kinda, really like, annoy me. I can always answer the question like. What's unique about you? Really uh-huh. quickly. <laughs> Got two different color eyes. Nice. Okay. No, I don't mind it. It's it's kind of an interesting thing. Most people can't say. Did Did Kai get it or no? No, Uh-oh. he's just got blue eyes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Nice. Um, but but yeah, I think um, you know, I'm I'm interested to. I know, I know that you guys are are really involved in in the church and everything. Um, do you do you help to serve in any? Um, specific groups in the church or what are you involved in right now in the church yeah so i am involved with kids church mm-hmm. um kindergarten and first grade okay for my for my kiddos nice okay <laughs> uh and then kyle does uh, security so he's the head of kind of the security team nice yeah. okay did you just jump right in once you started coming to center point or um how did you guys get involved with with serving and everything so i really honestly didn't start serving until kai was little with the kids Mm -hmm. um and i knew there was a need there so and i had a kiddo and so i think i was more invested with that and obviously i i'm passionate about kids so I, i jumped in when kai was little um, but we've kind of, we always served, you know, doing back to school and, and kind of the bigger events. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, I think that, you know, we're definitely very blessed to have your family involved with the church and everything. Um, I think that, you know, just hearing what you're doing in the, in the community, I mean, makes me feel like I'm not doing enough. Oh, no. So um, <laughs> I guess I need to get on more things. But um, but yeah, just is there any um, kind of closing thoughts or, or last minute things that you want to to share with whoever may be listen, listening with this? Any Anything come to mind? Yeah, so thanks for, you know, saying those things and having mm-hmm. me on here today. But I think just really my takeaway from my whole experience is just really listen to God and listen mm-hmm. to whatever you feel like he's calling you to do, even if you think it's too hard and there's no way and why me. Mm-hmm. I think really just listening to that and um, just trusting his calling, um, you'll be pleasantly surprised with the outcome. So, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome.